This is Guest List. I'm Kevin Coffey, music critic for the Omaha World Herald. Welcome to the third episode of Guest List. This episode features my conversation with Breaking Benjamin. I talked to the man himself, Ben Burley. The band is on a huge tour after releasing this year's Ember. It's the second album the band has made since its extended hiatus that ended in 2014, but it's the first where Burley worked on the songs extensively with his bandmates. But before we get to that, I want to talk about one of the best concerts I have ever seen. Last week, I had the pleasure of seeing John Prine. Prine's one of my favorite artists of all time. It was amazing to see him in person. I never actually had before. Prine played everything you'd ever want to hear, including Angel from Montgomery, one of my favorite songs in the world. It actually gave me chills during the song. And one of my favorite songs of all time of his is Grandpa Was a Carpenter, he played. Uh, Prine was also joined by Connor Oberst for three songs, Way Down and All the Best in the middle of the set, and then Paradise, which closed out the entire show. It was really cool to see Oberst up there, who considers Prine a musical hero, and Oberst stood there singing along and he had this huge smile plastered across his face. But my favorite moment of the entire show was Lake Marie. It closed out the main set and Prine led the band in a version of the song that kind of turned into this big sing-along. People were shouting the words, they were singing the lines that they liked, and then at the end of the song, Prine put away his guitar and he danced off the stage. It was amazing. Everyone hooted as the band jammed, and he scooted his way to stage right as just everyone freaked out. The other thing I want to talk about on this episode is record stores. Uh, it's really sad news. One here in Omaha is closing, but then in good news, we have Record Store Day Black Friday coming this weekend. And let's start with the sad news. Almost Music in Omaha is closing down, which leaves us with only a few record stores left in Omaha. Uh, Almost Music was a great place to hang out and get music recommendations. The shop's owner, Brad Smith, is the nicest guy, and I'm really sad to see the shop go. It's one of those places that you see in movies and stuff like that. It's just the stereotypical, awesome, chill record store, and it's the definition of independent. Uh, You know, it makes me feel like I hope there's something we can do to save local record stores. You know, some people think that thing is record store day, and uh, I do know that it's a big sales day for shops. Though, you know, people have their criticisms of it. It causes issues with the vinyl supply chain and things like that. But Record Store Day, Black Friday, is coming on Friday. And I did go through the list of more than 150 releases. Now, some of the things on that list are RSD first, meaning they'll be released Friday first, and then they'll go to a wide release after that. I tried to avoid those things on my list of favorites. Uh, The first thing on my list is Matthew Sweet's Wicked System of Things. Matthew Sweet's originally from Lincoln. He moved to L.A., became really famous, uh, came back to Omaha. Uh, he played a show earlier this year with Cheap Trick and was inspired to write a new record. And so he made it in Omaha at his studio. He called it, quote, a sort of tribute to Midwestern power pop because he grew up in Nebraska idolizing Cheap Trick, the Raspberries, bands like Shoes. Um, he said it was, quote, very much a snapshot of the moment in time when I was inspired to create something special. So that's only coming out on Record Store Day, and it's going to be really cool to see that record. Next one on my list is Africa by Weezer. Remember over the summer when, like, that's all anybody talked about? Well, they're finally releasing a physical release of the the single, and it's coming on a vinyl record die cut in the shape of the continent of Africa. Dead serious. One cool thing on my list is the Dead Kennedys 
Iguana Studios Rehearsal Sessions. It's a 13-song LP, and it's rehearsal tapes from the band, the original band, in 1978. It's the first time they ever recorded songs like Halliday in Cambodia and California Uber Allies, so it's a really cool little look snapshot at the band. There's also Dio's Holy Diver Live at 35, which is a live version of the song, and the LP is die-cut in the shape of the Dio logo. How freaking cool is that? I'm really excited to see uh, this Rage Against the Machine Live and Rare album. It's a bunch of live tracks and demos. It was released in Japan in 1997, but it's never been released in the U.S., so this is the first time people can really get it. And it features a bunch of Rage songs like Take the Power Back, live versions, and then covers of stuff by Public Enemy and NWA, like some of the most awesome NWA and Public Enemy songs. Now I'm excited to get to Ben Durley from Breaking Benjamin. They're on tour right now, and I was really happy to be able to spend some time talking to them. Enjoy. Hi, Ben. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Uh, excited to have you back in Nebraska. You guys have been here, God, it feels like three or four times in the last couple of years. A lot of shows coming through this way. Yeah, it's always really awesome to be there, so we try to make it kind of normal stop for us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you guys have just been touring a ton around Ember. Has that been... Has that been fun? Has it been exhausting? How's it feeling? Yeah, it's been great. We've done a few, like, headlining things, and for the most part of the bulk of it, we've been out with Five Finger Death Punch on a co-headlining tour for a while now. And yeah. it's, it's it's so, so great, so comfortable. Has that been a good mix of fans, theirs and yours? It seems like it'd be, it's kind of a perfect combo. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, not 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 any of the bands, but like other people would be like, that's kind of a strange combo, you know. Like people, like fans would say that online, not not us. <laughs> and then you know, the more you think about it, it really makes perfect sense because. We're both heavier bands that have lighter songs. That yeah. we're both heavier bands that have actual like melody and sing. And it's really really cool because we do that. We do the same thing in such a vastly different way, where people don't feel like they're seeing the same concert all night long yeah and so it it actually makes the most sense of a lot of other bands that i've toured with that are you know just kind of not like us yeah i felt like that when i heard uh the team i was like you guys do have different sounds but in a lot of ways are similar so it's pretty cool yeah it worked out that well so i want to ask a little bit about ember um can you tell me a little bit about writing the album? I, mean, I had read that you kind of worked with the rest of the band a lot more than you had, especially on the previous record, when they were just kind of all new to the group. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been the um, primary writer for Breaking Benjamin pretty much from the very beginning. Um, I wrote my first album completely by myself with no help from anybody. 
And then uh, I would, you know, I'd get little bits and pieces of things from past uh, past members in the band, and um, I would just take those bits and pieces and just basically try to fit them into a song that I had already written. And I would take my part out and change the key and the tempo or whatever of whatever was similar to it, and I'd put that in there because... I always wanted to have it be a collaborative thing, so I've always tried to make it that way the best that I could. I never wanted to be the primary songwriter for the band. I just never really heard. I I can only really remember hearing literally a couple of songs that were entire songs uh, with the old lineup. And I'm not saying anything bad about their songwriting or anything, I'll never belittle anybody in that way, but it really just wasn't anything that I was into, and I didn't really think it really sounded like Breaking Benjamin, Um, and so it just wasn't for me, and it wasn't, if I can't put my heart into something, then I'm doing the person that wrote the song an injustice by, you know, not being able to fully fulfill their vision of it. And yeah. have it be with a full heart. And so, uh, I just would write the songs myself because I hadn't really heard any other whole songs that I was really able to put my heart into. And I would take the little bits and the riffs and things like that that they had written and I would try to put them in, in the songs that I had already established. And I would take my part out and put those in. And, um, this time around with Ember, you know, these guys, when I went on the hiatus for the longest time, I really was careful of who I put back in the band, and I knew exactly what I wanted because I knew what I didn't have before. I had before, I had very competent, very, very talented musicians, but on a creative side, they didn't really feel like we were on the same page, and it, it's two different things, and I'm not saying that theirs is wrong or right, and mine isn't wrong or right either. It's just different chemistry. There wasn't really a great, there wasn't really a great writing chemistry there. But as far as performers and as far as musicians are concerned, they're definitely you know at the top of their game when it comes to that, and that's what made the band work so well is because they were very very able-bodied performers. Yeah. But um, but now, you know, so in the hiatus, I had a, a good amount of time to figure out exactly what I wanted, and I wanted other guys that were actual singers, not just background singers or whatever, like actual singers of their own band at one point yeah. in time. I wanted that. I wanted, you know, writers that wrote things that really grabbed on to me, and I wanted... Obviously, you know, competent musicianship like I had before as well. And so, you know, these guys were were essentially kind of hand-picked to fulfill those, all those roles that I wanted Breaking Benjamin to be. And when they first joined the band, it just so it happened that I had already had Dark Before Dawn about 95% written. I had already had those songs, and so they there wasn't really a whole lot of room to contribute anything more 
but there was mm-hmm. still some, and, and they did. Uh, so going into um, Ember is the first album that they were in the band when it it didn't exist at all. So we were able to create it together from the ground up, and I gladly took a step back and basically let them do every single thing that they wanted to do. And um, there's a lot of songs that I didn't write any, well, a few. There's a few songs that I didn't write any of the music to whatsoever. And I just wrote the, the, the lyrics and the vocals, not even all the lyrics. So anytime I have a chance to step back and not write or not, or let somebody else's talent shine, like I'm always so happy to do that. Um, I'm just only comfortable doing that if it's something that I can put my heart into as well. And when that happens, it means, when that happens, it means more to me. It means so much more to me to have somebody else fulfill a role, fulfill a, a dream for me. You know, like, I love the songs that other people have written more than the ones that I love that I've written and it and it allows me it allows me to be a fan of the artists in my own band beyond their musicianship. Yeah. And um it allows me to enjoy the music more because I'm not really a vain person and I don't enjoy the music I make the way that other people do because I created it and I can't listen to it like other people listen to it because it it came from me, you know? And so when other people in the band write songs... I'm actually able to enjoy it a little bit more from the outside. That's awesome. The The record sounds really great, and uh, I feel like it's some of the most intricate stuff you guys have uh, you've ever put on a record. And did that come from just letting these guys kind of go wild a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a few songs that I've written myself on this album as well, and so it's a good mix of just like everybody's talents and um you know I'm finally playing and I don't I don't mean it in any egotistical way I think they feel the same way too but I'm finally playing with people that have the ideas that I didn't think of and uh, and same thing with them you know um with was what I do and we all just love to compliment each other and basically what I mean by that is not that like everything I come up with is great. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's so like what I would do if I knew to do it. (laughs) Um, And so that that just comes with the chemistry being there. That just comes with being like minded and it just comes with being like 
envious of them because I didn't know, you know, and they did. And it's really, really cool to have that kind of respect and the admiration for somebody and get to share the um, the creative process with them also in taking that a step further. And they've done that with me as well with songs I've written. They've contributed things that took it a step further that I just didn't know where to go anymore. For sure. Kind of stepping off of Ember a little bit right now, but it's about your voice. I can't imagine how it would feel to sing the songs that you sing night after night over and over and over again. So how, how do you keep your voice healthy going on, especially on these like long tours? Um, I just have found techniques that are less strainful on it. Um, just different ways to kind of conserve it. Know when to push and know when to not. So it's all about balance really, you know. And the other guys in the band that, the other guys in the band, um, like I said, like when I reformed the band, I wanted to get actual singers. I didn't want to get like a bass player that could sing background vocals okay. I wanted to yeah. get a singer. I wanted to get a singer that plays bass. And same thing with our other guitar player. I didn't want a guitar player that sung background here and there. I wanted to get a singer that played guitar. So these guys are really talented, and they have their own solo stuff, too. And they are really incredible actual singers. And so they they sing a couple songs, and they sing it extremely well. And, and it's awesome that within the band, they actually have their own you know, fan base as well for themselves independently. And I think that I'm just honored to be sharing the stage with them because they're extremely talented. And so, um, you know, that, that helps too, that they, they sing a couple of songs, and I sing the bulk of it, which is great Benjamin, but they sing a couple of songs on their own, and that kind mm-hmm. of helps to spread spread the um, the, the workload a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it sounds it sounds like you're having more fun being a Breaking Benjamin than you ever have, which is good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, it's like also too that kind of thing. It really it projects onto the fans at the end of the day. It makes it so that we love being on tour with each other, so we're able to tour more. We love yeah. it. It makes it so that we, you know, the energy up there is so much better. So fans really can pick up. You know, people pick up on that. Nobody wants to see this awkward thing where everybody hates each other, even if they love the band. You know, they don't, you know, it just doesn't feel good. And so, um, you know, there's a better energy there. We stay on tour more. We want to just keep making albums together. We don't want to retire. We love what we do, so we're more appreciative of the things that our fans give us. It's just better all around for everyone than being in a, band that you you know just kind of do it for a paycheck that's not you know if you're going to do that it really takes away from being what a band should all should be about I think there's plenty of great paying jobs in the world that give you a good paycheck being in a band should be more than that you're expressing your feelings every night you're expressing emotions there because that's all music is music isn't a isn't 
it's a great, it is a career, it's a great job, but it isn't a job. It's, it's an art that you, you share, you know, and so I don't want to ever be in a position again where something like this is treated like or feels like a job first and foremost, you know. I mean, it is, and it's important, and people need to make a living, and I understand that, but that should come dead last. Yeah. That's good, man. That's good to hear. Well, Ben, that's all the questions I had to ask him. Was there something else you wanted to add? No, I mean, just generally that, you know, we're, we're, we're really grateful to be here. We're really grateful for everything that our fans have given us. We understand more than anyone that to go away and come back with a completely new lineup is, is a very real thing to be able to do. And, and our fans have allowed us to keep going with it, and they've seen, um, you know, the the amazing improvements in the band, and we're just grateful for that. You know, we're really grateful for that, and we're grateful to you to bring us together with our fans, and that's your purpose in this all, and, and we're really grateful for that, too. Absolutely, man. Happy to help. <laughs> and thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. I really, really appreciate it. Anytime, brother. We're looking forward to being there.